0: Hello, Sobertown. Welcome to the Sobertown Podcast. Let's jump on that sober train and ride right into the incredible, wonderful world of sobriety. I want to mention Sobertownpodcast.com really quick. There's tons of information in there to help uh, get people sober, stay sober, tons of sober toolboxes, podcasts, everything's in Sobertownpodcast.com. Also, we just put together a Silvertown Facebook. If you're on Facebook, look us up. And it's a private community. Everything that you say there stays there. And if you'd like to join, just look us up on Facebook and come over and join. And today I have A Rod. A Rod, how's it going?
1: Hey, Drifter, it's going pretty good. Glad to be here with you.
0: I'm glad you're here too. We were going to do this last week and then we just started talking and we put it off a week. A Rod, you're almost to nine months in sobriety right now, right?
1: Yeah, I'm going to be nine months in a week. And, uh, you know, that'll be a personal record for me ever. So I'm really excited about it. And uh, it's going to be new territory from there on out. So
0: boom, boom, boom. that That's your old record was nine months.
1: My old record was nine months. Yeah, from 2017, nine months, almost nine months.
0: So nine months is the record. That's very yeah. exciting, man. You found the IAS app. So tell us a little bit about that. Let's just start from there.
1: I mean, I had the app on my phone for quite a while, just using it as a counter. And then in 2021, I, you know, kind of like realized about the community and I had made a few posts in the beginning of the year, um, but didn't really engage. And I went about four months and relapsed really, really hard. Uh, for about 25 days on, you know, drugs and alcohol, you know, on my sober day, July 25th, I said, you know, I'm going to make a post and I'm actually going to start commenting on other people's posts and start engaging with the community. You know, um, I had realized that I needed other people in my life that were trying to attempt sobriety because I had tried to do it on my own since I had walked away from. Uh, narcotics anonymous in 2017, you know, I had been trying to get sober on my own and failing spectacularly every time. So I said, well, let's try this community out. And uh, you know, that it's been all up from there.
0: So when we talked the first, the first time, when you told your story, you mentioned that we, and we didn't mention the name, but we're going to mention that today is you. So you were actually, you actually came in into the IS community, with fighting two demons, you were fighting the alcohol and this, what they were calling a supplement back then, but the F, it looks like the FDA isn't allowing people to use it as a dietary supplement anymore, but it is still legal. And so you were you were battling the alcohol and the phenibut, you had two demons you were fighting, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was heavily, uh, I was taking phenibut very heavily uh, along with alcohol every day for a long, long time. So when I had relapsed for those 25 days, um, you know, I had spent four months sober and then I was back on the same dose of fenibit that I was on a long time ago and alcohol. So my brain or my brain and body really had a really, it was hard you know, it was a rough reaction. And uh, you know, those 25 days were pretty miserable.
0: Well, pretty from wh- what I'm reading about phenibut or Fenibut, as you say, Fenibut.
1: Yeah, Fenibut.
0: Fenibut. So, what I'm reading about Fenibut is when you're taking it, even at normal levels, and you stop, you can start withdrawing in three to four hours. This stuff is really highly addictive, and it acts a lot like alcohol. This drug is from Russia, and it's a synthetic drug that the Russians have been using since, since the 1960s, I guess. They've been selling it over here as a supplement, and I don't know how some, something that's synthetic can become a supplement. So you're coming off the, the alcohol and the Phenobut, and you start getting sober. And that's, that's kind of where I want to talk about too, because in the beginning, getting, you were, you were like laser focused. That's all you needed to do was getting sober, right? Tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah in the beginning, I was really focused um you know the community was something that was really new to me, so you know I was meeting different people and staying engaged and uh you know spending a lot of time on the app and on the zoom meetings and that kept me so energized and engaged in the beginning. That was exciting. I made my first post and I started commenting on other people's posts, and then we got uh we started making groups on the app and we got in groups together and we got um you know like a core group of us got a little bit closer and then we started going onto the zooms together
0: so you guys Um, went like in telegram and discord and stuff like that is what you did you guys kind of like built your own sober cruise
1: well originally we we talked mostly on the app um in groups or on uh you know on comments to each other we really didn't uh get on Telegram. I didn't really get on Telegram until maybe like four months, three, maybe three months in. Yeah. I mean, we started connecting with each other and I was connecting with a lot of people. You know, I was on the app three or four hours a day, sometimes just commenting. And
0: I know I saw you, I, man, look at this dude. He's like, he's lit up. Cause you know, it
1: was really, really important in the beginning because you know, I had all that time, you know, that I had taken away, my addiction, you know, and that was something that, you know, filled a lot of time and I couldn't live the life that I lived in my addiction in sobriety. You know, I had to have some space um, and something to occupy myself. And that was, you know, very important. And I had things to share, you know, I struggled with addiction for a long time. So I was able to relate and, and share, you know, this is what worked for me. And, um, you know, this is what I've been through and, You know, it was just it was very good to have people that understand and that you can understand
0: them. Because I think we figured it out. You have like something like 25 years of experience in addiction. Uh, So then then you and Steve K. I mean, you just were on fire because then you and Steve K. started co-hosting Zooms together. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember I had been to maybe two or three Zooms and, uh, you know, Steve K was just starting to host. And I was like, you know, we were on there late and I was like, hey, I'll be your co-host, you know, why not? And he said, OK. And, uh, you know, we were going to I think I and I got on the discord after that and messaged him. And that's how we started talking.
0: And you guys were like being crazy sober, right? Singing and just having a blast. I mean, having a blast being sober.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We were really, uh, you know, Steve has a lot of passion uh, for people and, you know, I do too. So we really, it was a big deal for us in the beginning, you know, to really be able to share that love, uh, you know, with other people. Um, that was really a powerful experience for both of us. Those first two months that we hosted the Zooms.
0: You're on fire. You got a, a badass sober crew. So what you get up around a hundred days what started happening around then? Because we call that the big thaw around a hundred days. That's when you like your emotions and shit start unthawing.
1: I got up around a hundred days and, you know, like I realized, you know, that I still have a life to live. Like, you know what I mean? I can't, you know, I would love sobriety, um, you know, to talk about sobriety all day long, but you know, I still have to live my life and make the changes in my life that I want to make, you know, and every time I got sober, um, you know, that would be a big stumbling block for me because, you know, oh my God, you know, I, you know, there's some things about myself that I want to change or accept or live with. And, you know, that can be, you know, you can derail yourself if you focus too much on that.
0: So at a at hundred days, you were kind of like weren't sure if you wanted to be involved so much with everything that you were doing, because you were all over the place in IAS. Is that what it was? Is that what you're saying?
1: I don't know if it was that. No, I think it's more like I'm just like how I describe it, um, you know, like uh, learning about who I am as a person, you know, like who am I in sobriety? You know, what qualities do I have? How do I act in situations? You know what I mean? Uh how do I manage situations where I don't like something and want to say something? And maybe it would be best if I didn't say anything, or maybe it would be better if I did, you know, and then dealing with things like that. Um, so
0: actually, you're coming to that point where you're actually transitioning from sobriety into recovery, aren't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I really started connecting uh pretty closely with, you know, people off the app. We talk a lot, you know, like I talked to Danica pretty regularly. And we just, you know, we started working on ourselves and sharing how we feel and, you know, where we're at or on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, that's when it started to of click for me. You know, while, you know, I want to do, you know, some work on myself, you know. I want to be a different person so that this can be uh, a long-term thing, you know.
0: How far along were you when you got involved with Rewired? I was maybe around
1: five months, I want to say. Think it was around five months, and then we, you know, obviously, uh, you kicked that off, and you know, and then I got really engaged with that, and you know, and that was really, really exciting, and that kind of uh, put me back on the on the
0: it started giving you a focus again, didn't it?
1: The focus and the momentum, yeah, it was new and exciting, and uh, you know, because I love people and I love community, you know, and anything, you know new and exciting that I can do with people. I mean, it's just, especially in sobriety is just amazing.
0: You know, I, I'm sitting here thinking and and I'm looking at my life too, or as I was getting sober, there's been those ebbs and flows, huh? Where you go so far and then that kind of starts going flat a little bit. And then you get into another part of your recovery and then you're climbing again. So when you got into rewired, that gave you that boost. Were you getting kind of flat right before that?
1: Yeah, it gave me a boost and gave me hope again. You know, here's another tool in my toolbox that I can use to to uh, you know change myself. But you know, that's there's a lot of real deep work in Rewired. You know, that I haven't really dug into yet. You know, I mean, you can go really, really deep with that.
0: It is because I mean, you're diving into authenticity, honesty, gratitude, self care, time management, stress management, all that stuff. There's is in Rewired.
1: I looked at all those things, you know, and then my mind goes, well, you know, you know, with honesty, authenticity, all those things, you know, all the, you know, I I look at the faults that I have, you know, and, and, and sometimes that can be overwhelming, you know, because we, I'm someone that, you know, in a way I strive for perfection in myself.
0: We need to get you talking with perfectly imperfect.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it was interesting because in the beginning, like I was like, so like almost like Zen, I was just like in the zone, like with everything, I was okay with myself in all facets. And then you get into, it's almost like, it was like the tail end of that drug, you know, because that was what taking that drug was like, it just like muted all your like capacity to like self reflect on what you wanted to change about yourself. You know, you were just, it was just cool. You know, and then it's almost like that, that kind of flamed out. And then, you know, my mind started working, you know, on all the ways that I could be different, you know, instead of just accepting myself as I am, which is what I try to do.
0: Because it seems like I've seen a lot of this lately. Now that I'm really observing people jump in, and they start taking way too much on on themselves. I just saw somebody recently and She had eight days and she's trying to resolve her trauma. She's she's still working on her sobriety and she's trying to resolve her trauma. And I think it was the next day or two, she reset. And I think that's the same thing that happens our, in our recovery. We can get so spread out so far that we're not really narrowing down the direction we're going. There's only so much we can fix. Our brain only gives us so much energy per day to use. Then we're we're spending it exhausting a lot of it on helping other people with doing the different, with the Zooms, posting. So we're spending a lot of energy there. All of a sudden we find ourselves at a crossroads, A-Rod, where we're looking at our job, our life, all these character defects. And maybe it's just getting to a, a point where, and that's kind of what our, our, this discussion was about today, was kind of like narrowing down our purpose? which Where are we going to go? And that's what you and I kind of talked about last week when we were going to do the Zoom. Do you think that's where you found yourself was like, just really spread out?
1: Yeah, I think I did. And, you know, I had been through a lot, like when I got sober, um, you know, I had some big resentments against some family members that just all of a sudden, like I was able to let those go. And then, you know, as we got into like the rewired and like the codependency piece, like I realized like, you know, how much of that I had, you know, how much of that was accurate to me, like how codependent I was with my family in our business. And like, it kind of like shook me a little bit, you know, because I never really acknowledged or reflected on that. That could be unhealthy. Like that was just normal. me you know and as i talk to people and learn it took some adjustment you know time to get used to that and uh reconcile that you know that i can identify that you know things that i need to change now
0: you're still working through that though
1: i'm still working through that right now you know like um you know my family i love my family and we're we're working through things together you know like uh learning how to have healthy relationships with each other so it's a process you know and the mind wants what the mind wants you know now and uh it's patience sometimes.
0: well I, I think our addictions also try to overwhelm us too let's bring this back into it you started getting thoughts about if you could do uh Phenibut again right
1: yeah i mean if i could just do fenibit and not I mean- drink you know, the addict brain, if I could just do fenabit and not drink, then I could, like, calm my mind down and just, like, not worry about anything. All it all be cool. And, you know, I could just shortcut my way into the personal growth that I want to make it within myself. You know, I, I like to think of it like it takes the governor off of your mind. Like, your mind has so much capacity. And, you know, there's certain blocks that you have to clear, you know before you can express yourself and it was like it just took all this way but like you just came out like but you're not sane of mind you know so it's just a mess but you know you romanticize all the good things about it forget all the bad things mm-hmm. and you know there's no way i could do that and not drink you know that's just that's not the truth
0: It it's not the truth the con it's the same concept as with alcohol trying to tell us that we can moderate All we need is one. And it's going to help us take the anxiety away. Cause then we're really not dealing with it ourselves. We're just, we're going into zombie mode. We're not taking, we're, we're not even dealing with anything anymore because we're just numb. So this was like that you were going through this. Was it a, just a week or a month or what?
1: I mean, it would come and go. I think, uh, you know, my recovery has been tested, you know, in the last month or so, you know, with just like a lot of stress with life and coming up on this milestone and prospect of being in recovery for the rest of my life can be daunting. You know, sometimes, you know, desires to be a normal person, you know, those things come up.
0: And then, so what do you do about that?
1: Well, you know, you need to get more focused and get back to the, You know, you know, think about what you know, working specific tools more effectively, instead of diluting
0: yourself. Or you can also get excited, because being in recovery the rest of your life can really actually be exciting. It doesn't have to be a negative, it can be a positive.
1: It really can. Yeah. And I I always said, you know, part of my, you know, like purpose in life was to be in recovery, because, you know, that was a one of the gifts that I had to share with, with the world, you know, that I had this problem so you could turn it into a blessing, you know, but my, you know, my, it's natural. Our brain wants to fight that, you know?
0: Well, I, we see it a lot, a where people are like, man, I got to do this the rest of my life. I, and I think a lot of it is mindset because I've changed for me, I've changed my mindset to where I get to do this the rest of my life. I don't have to do anything. I get to do it. It's a blessing that I get to do it. It's a blessing that I get to, that I've found a way to give back. It's a blessing that I've found a way to be involved. I guess, you know, there's, there's times where I don't know if I can keep up the pace just because addiction has been so prevalent in my life, all of my life. What the hell is normal anyway, A-Rod, you know what I mean?
1: No, there's no, we could be more normal than anybody. You know, I mean, I think we all have issues, you know, we just, we were blessed enough, we had to make a stop and take a look at ourselves. You know,
0: I think that we're even more blessed because we know the difference of being a certain way in our addiction, where we were in this uh, darkness and now we've stepped into the light. We know the difference between the darkness and the light. We've been in the arena and we've had the dirt in our mouth, we've had it kicked in our eyes. We know the difference, and it can really make life exciting. Or are you going to wake up every morning and say, wow, to wake up and love life? But that addict voice, I think, works on us for a while. It, it's, it's subtle, and it just starts out just little suggestions. And I, I think if, you don't, if we don't think those thoughts through, they can eventually overwhelm us.
1: Yeah, I mean, isolation is poison for me. So, you know, walking away, you know, this is new. Being at this level with people is new to me, you know, cause like I've always had, you know, I mean, I've had close friends, but it's been superficial.
0: So A-Rod, here we are. We talked last week, you know, I mentioned that sometimes we're like, you know, a little boat in the middle of the ocean. We just don't know which way to go. We don't know which way to paddle. And then all we need to do is like find a star and start moving that way. I guess we, it, it can vary from week to week. Do you feel stronger this week? How do you feel this week?
1: I feel stronger this week, for sure. Um, I kind of work through that that lull that I was in, and you know, the, there's certain things that I'm holding on to that I just like for some reason my mind does not want to let go of them. You know, um, can and, you name, can you name them? I mean. Maybe like expectations on people like how I think certain people in my life should be you know versus how they are so I've had to do a lot of work to you know think about the people in my life what I'm grateful for versus what I think that I don't have and that was you know a lot of issue that I've had with family in the past is focusing on what's wrong with the relationship instead of focusing on what's working um, I guess just. Trying to figure out how I'm going to find the energy to do everything that I want to do.
0: So your energy levels now? You're waking up. You're still involved in IAS. You're going to be doing Rewired here in just a little while. You're still doing that uh, Monday nights eight what eight thirty Eastern time. You're still involved a lot. I mean, you're sitting here doing working doing this podcast right now. How's all your energy levels for that?
1: Well, I'm not as engaged on the app as I had been in the beginning, but I do stay connected with with people I'm off of the app. Uh, we talk pretty regularly, and then obviously I go to a lot of the zooms, which are really really important for me to go to. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously work has been pretty hectic, and
0: uh, I guess I'm, I'm asking, are you finding some balance?
1: I'm getting closer to finding balance. I've, I've really been able to, um, you know, clean up my diet and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the warmer weather and getting, and getting more time outside. Uh, that really, that really helps me. And, you know, I'm seeing the things in my life are starting to come together, you know, like things with my business, you know, we talked about, you know, some challenges, you know, that I have, and I see things moving in the right direction, you know, and the communication is the communication continues to get better. Cause when you have a, when you, when you don't communicate at all effectively for so many years, then, you know, and you start to communicate better, you know, it's a process and you can see it start to build and get better every time you do it.
0: Also that's starting to happen now.
1: Yeah. I'm just, we're starting to communicate better. You know, I can I can, you know, start to talk and and really get to the core of things, you know. So that's
0: congratulations.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's and it's a process, you know, you can't go from not communicating effectively at all to all of a sudden having, you know, great communication.
0: Getting sober is a whole animal on its own. And that's why, you know, I like to mention to people work on your sobriety first, because when you get into recovery, it's a bitch because you're trying to figure out which way you're going to go. Then you've got all of these things from the past the present and everything just coming together. And it, it can be overwhelming, can't
1: it? Yeah. I mean, it could be huge, you know, and if you're trying to like, if you're trying to bite off more than you can chew, you can get definitely overwhelmed.
0: So. Yeah. If you're trying to get sober and do your recovery at the same time, that's, I think you're setting yourself up to get your ass kicked and a relapse is on its way, you know? Because look at you, you built a solid foundation in your sobriety, but you still have this second source, this fenibut coming at you on the blind side, trying to whisper in your ear saying, hey, I can relieve some of this pressure from you.
1: Oh, yeah. And I mean, when I talk about, I mean, I, I, I was also marijuana, you know, terrible with marijuana in the past, too. So I added that, too, you know, onto my list of things to watch out for, you know? So it's really uh, three things that I've been addicted to. Um,
0: Well, Congratulations. I mean, getting this far and not letting it either of the three suck you back in because it really could. So it sounds like you're getting communication at your work. Have you been able to start narrowing down your direction, your purpose at all at any
1: I mean, my purpose is what, you know, really, what really brings me joy is, you know, what brings me joy is to, you know, continue to see improvement in myself. My purpose would be, you know, to, to take the, you know, to take what I've learned about improving myself and use that to help other people, you know, so. So indefin-
0: maybe, we, maybe we have a Erica Spiegelman on the way, right? Because, is- yeah, I
1: mean, it could be something like that. Yeah, it could take shape like that. And, you know, I just, I really have a deep, like, sense of like, I feel like things are moving in the right direction. And as long as I keep showing up every day and keep talking to people, things are going to work out for me. You know, as long as I keep trying to get better, as long as I show up for myself every day and I keep talking to people in recovery and working on recovery. You know, I know things are going to start to work out for me because it's, I've never done that before. You know, this would have been the time I would have walked away from recovery and cut all those people out of my life.
0: And that's what your brain's been trying to tell you. And
1: now I'm like, there is no way that I can cut all these wonderful people out of my life right now and go back to the beginning. You know, like, it's just like something that's going to keep, keep building, you know, and that's the power of community. And, and, working together towards a common goal.
0: You know, I've, I've had those thoughts in my mind. My addict voice came alive wanting to show me visions of drinking on a pontoon boat. And I, I specifically thought about that with accountability. How the heck could I ever go out there, and drink on a pontoon boat, and then be, come back and be engaged with everybody like I am now? I couldn't. No, I so.
1: couldn't go back out there for a day. Yeah, it would be.
0: <laughs> but I think those thoughts are, I mean, it's okay to have those thoughts and they're going yeah. to, that, that addict voice is there. You know, that pathway is there. It can't be removed. It's going to resurrect itself. You know, a it sounds like you have the tools that you're pushing through too. It seems like from when we talked last week to now, things are starting to unfold a little bit for you where you're getting a little bit of clarity on them. And it's not just like overwhelming, like, you know, and maybe that, then a butt isn't whispering in your ear as much too. <laughs> I'm sure that that can be just that can wear you down when you have that going on in the background in your mind.
1: Yeah, it can. You know, if you're thinking all the time about what could be, and uh, you know, I just I'm staying as focused as I can on you know that I'm moving in the right direction. and I'm trying to do things every day that move me in a, in the, in a closer closer to where I want to be, like having this conversation with you is like really important to my recovery. You know what I mean? And, you know, I didn't, you know, I had thoughts of, you know, you know, you always get like, oh, what is this going to be like? You know, I I don't know if I want to talk, you know, and, you know, you go and you do something and you take action on it. And you're like, gee, I'm really glad that I did that. You know, that was an important tool in my recovery.
0: Both conversations we've had the one last week and this one here has been really beneficial to me too. And it's and it works both ways. You helped me out in my recovery too with and these talks.
1: Really, yeah. And it's really important for me, like with those rewired meetings, to be involved with those. And, you know, I have, you know, you get those thoughts, you know, I don't want to do this, you know, this is too much. I need to like isolate or whatever, you know, I need rest. And it's like, you know, I always leave those meetings just feeling so like just energized and engaged. I mean, those meetings are just amazing. And the people that come to those meetings and the topics that we talk about, um, it's just, just, just great. You know, it really is. It's just amazing stuff.
0: Well, thank it's, you for stepping up there and leading those rewired zooms too. I mean, that's well, huge. Yeah,
1: we got Viv and, and, you know, peanut um, they're doing, you know, really, they're pretty amazing too. So, it's a beautiful group that we have. I mean, we just had such a beautiful meeting on Friday. I was able to go because so I was off work and we just had such a great experience in that meeting and I'm sure it'll be a really good meeting tonight. So I'm just grateful for him, you know?
0: So it's, it's it, one week, A-Rod, one week. You're like, that's, that was your goal in the beginning, right? To get to this nine months.
1: Or was it? I had a goal. I didn't really have a goal because I knew that, you know, I've been trying to get sober for 10 years. That was 10 years. I was like, I seriously have a problem. I need to be sober. And so like this time I went in, you know, I didn't have like a, like a a milestone. I was just like, I'm just going to be sober and I'm going to be in this community and let's see what happens. You know, like I know in the back of my head that I can't, you know what happens if i go back to addiction active addiction but like i don't really like i'm not saying like i'm not putting it you know it's just one day at a time you know i mean i'd love to get to, i'm really proud of myself for getting to nine months that's huge for me i you know i will be really excited about getting to a year that'll be a huge milestone but you know i know that
0: well i'm excited for you to get to those nine months because yeah. that, that's Something that you've been uh, since 2017, right? That you've been trying to get back to.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a, you know, it's it's a milestone, you know, very significant milestone. Because I remember, you know, vividly, vividly that entire day when I relapsed, when I had almost nine months and where that led me and all the suffering I had to go through to get back to here to be on the cusp of crossing over that barrier. I mean, it's just huge.
0: Yeah. Because you didn't just, none of this has just been given you. You've worked your ass off to get where you are right now. Your, your ass yeah, off really I've
1: hard. had to show up every day and, um, you know, and overcome all the stuff that wants to run through my head.
0: And you're, yeah. and you're making decisions still. You're d- deciding, hey, do I want to go in to, and do some of the 12-step work, you know, rewired or both or one at a time? And you're still making decisions on how you want to move in, in, in your sobriety too, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, the rewired program is, you know, something that we can really get deep into and do some really good healing work. And 12 steps, you know, I had started to do those in the past. And I feel like I have unfinished business there because a lot, You know, there's so many tools in that community that have been so helpful to me. And, you know, that's just even, um, you know, that's something that I want to do, too.
0: And I think that you can do it all. Mm -hmm. And I think the more that because all it takes is one small step, like atomic havocs, right? One atomic, small, tiny step for for whichever way. And those tiny steps have got you right here. Actually, you and your crew have taken a lot of big steps. I mean, because look, I try them out. Mama does Thursday nights, Zooms. She's podcasting with Steve K. They're starting their own uh, podcast here pretty quick. Uh, they're going to be kicking off a website. You're, you're involved with, uh, you know, all these different people involved with Rewired. You guys just probably didn't take a lot of small steps. You guys kicked the door open coming into recovery, I think.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, Steve and Julie really uh, have done, uh, you know, have done some amazing stuff on, on their end. Yeah, and uh, you know, all of the just amazing healing work that we've done, and all the conversations we've had, and people in the community. You know, it's been, it's been the
0: sober crews. I think are really significant. You know, I mean, if people coming into IAS and they're just listening or anywhere getting sober, build a sober crew, get around some people. That you can get along with and, or like minded. makes some. Yeah,
1: and that grows, you know, and that grows and changes involves, you know, like the people that, you know, you might be close to, you know, in the beginning, you might drift apart a little bit and you might connect with different people. So, you know, just being open minded about that too, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Hey, Rod. Well, I really appreciate you coming on here and talking with me today. I I, I really, I really hope that you focus on narrowing down the direction you want to go in your sobriety and your life too. And, you know, that's a really cool, even if you end up staying where you're at in your working environment and building those communications, how cool is that? That's evolving right now in your sobriety. Right.
1: Yeah, I agree. You know, I need to keep moving in this direction and keep narrowing down the, down the focus.
0: Yeah. Because I just think, recovery gets so friggin' big, man. And then we just get, we're spread out everywhere and then it can be overwhelming. And then that just, you know, then it's like, what am I doing? Where am I going? How come these thoughts are sinking back in? And I think it's cool to get back and get focused on just narrowing it down. You know what I mean? So my friend, have an amazing day. Oh yeah. Say what you always say.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Pray, I love that. Prayer and emoji.
0: And that's what you say to people when they're leaving. How do you welcome them?
1: I don't know. Thank you for being here. Appreciate your <laughs> presence so much.
0: <laughs> All Hey, right, A-Rod. Tons of love to you, my friend. And let's do this again soon. I want to keep talking. Sounds about you. good. Sounds good. Right. Thank, Thank you. you, everybody, for joining us. And remember, pour the poison down the sink.